Well, if you would uh, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And our scripture reading will be the first eight, the 18 verses, John 1, 1 through 18. <clears throat> and following that, we'll sing the Gloria Patri, which is printed for you in your bulletin. <clears throat> so John 1, 1 through 18, please stand for the reading of God's word. <clears throat> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him... To them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. And God will add his blessing to this reading of his word. Amen. It is worthwhile for us to consider the advent of Christ and his coming, and we're doing that through looking at these um, uh, verses in John chapter 1 as uh, we go through for several sermons on this particular portion of the chapter. And last week when we looked at John 1, 1 through 5, we reviewed the dignity of uh, our Lord and Savior, the dignity of Jesus Christ that's given to us. And there were nine things we took note of. Jesus is eternal. Uh, Jesus is the final and ultimate word of God. Uh, Jesus is a distinct person in the Trinity. He's the second person of the Trinity. Uh, Jesus is in unity with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is God. He has deity. Uh, He's the creator. He's the source of light, uh, source of life, and he's the light of the world. And that light will be victorious. It'll shine in darkness, and the darkness will not 
overcome it. And today I want to spend a few moments having us look at the herald of the Son. We have God's announcement in the first part of John 1 of the Word. Now we have the review of the a messenger who came to announce the arrival of the son. <clears throat> when there is a person of note who comes to visit a community, a town, or um, a place in a community, usually there is some notice given. A lot of preparations are made, uh, but notice is given in our day through a media outlet of some sort or another where there's an announcement that this person's coming to your community and you're notified about that. Well, in that day, in the ancient world, there was a man uh, called a herald and he would be sent into a community and he would announce the arrival or announce the coming of that notable person. And John has the role of being a herald. And we have several things that we can take note of in this verses six to eight that we're particularly looking at today. Uh, First of all, the fact that there was gonna be a herald was announced in verse six. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. So the coming of this herald or the presence of this herald is announced and its announcement is kind of abrupt in one sense there's been these words about the word becoming flesh and and uh all his character and dignity and glory and then all of a sudden there's a man who was sent from god whose name was john uh he is referred to as a man probably in a deliberate contrast between the eternal word of god which John has been writing about. Uh, He is sent from God. He's been commissioned by uh, God, and he is named John. Uh, Jehovah has been gracious. So this person sent from God is a herald of the coming of the Son of God. And when we take a look, secondly, at the uh, work of this herald or the role of this herald, there are several different things we see and understand about his work. The first thing we understand is the indication of the need of this herald. Uh, It says he came as a witness to testify in verse 7 concerning the light. He was, that's going to be part of his message, but he There was a need for this herald. He had to come. There was an important reason for why he had to come. And A.W. Pink, in meditating and thinking about that, he says uh, the force of the need of this herald to come might be evident if we ask a question. When the sun is shining in all its beauty, who are the ones that are unconscious of this fact? Who needs to be told it is shining? The blind. They can't see. They may feel its warmth, but they can't see the sun. They don't know that it's shining or whether it's behind a cloud. And this is a clear revelation of our need. It's a clear revelation of our own depravity, our fallen condition. We are blind. The light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. And we can't see it. 
We have to be told the light is present. We have to be told the light is here. And it's a wonderful mercy of God that he would send this herald to tell us that. That he would send this person, John, to announce the fact that the light has come. So we might take note of that and see that. We see, secondly, the indication of his character as a herald. Uh, What is it that describes him? He's described as a witness. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. A witness is someone who, well, ideally, in our world, sometimes maybe it doesn't happen that way, but a witness is someone who has seen, he's been an eyewitness to an event, a fact, and he's not reporting his opinion He's not reporting speculation. He's reporting the facts that he's come to know about uh, an event or a situation or an occurrence. And that's the role of the herald. His character is as a witness. John, in writing his first letter, he makes these statements. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So three times in that passage, John's saying, we have seen him, we have heard it, and he adds to it, our hands have handled, we have touched this uh, evidence, and so we testify to you that the life which was with the Father has appeared to us. And that's the character of John as the herald. He's a witness He's affirming the truth that the word has come. Uh, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's giving testimony to that the light has come into the world in the eternal Son of God. John himself, in in terms of his character, he wasn't the light, but he was to point you to the light. He was to direct your attention to that. In verse... In verse 8, it says, he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. John wasn't to draw attention to himself. John's role was to draw attention to someone else. Uh, turn to John five thirty-five. Jesus is commending John. And says something about him that helps us again appreciate his role, his character as a herald. In John 5.35, it says, Jesus says, He, that's John, was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. John wasn't the light. Some people misunderstand this verse to be communicating that John was a light. He wasn't the light. He was a lamp. A lamp has no light of its own. 
a lamp has to receive the light from something else or the power of the light from something else. And then the lamp has the privilege to present that or display that. John had the privilege, even as you and I do, to be a lamp, to be a light in this dark world. But where does the real light come from? It comes from Christ. It's Christ's light that is poured out into our lives, and then we get to reflect it. We get to display it in this world, but it's, the source of it is Christ. He's the light of the world. And the herald, his purpose, he wasn't going to be a lamp that was going to be lit forever. There was going to be a time when he was no longer going to be here. But for as long as he was here, he was the lamp that pointed to the light of the world, which is Christ. And that's also not only his character as a herald, but it's also his message. What was his message? He was to bear witness to the light, to point to another, to direct our thoughts to another, to point to Christ. Uh, Paul will speak about his preaching in 1 Corinthians 1. He says, Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul says, we preach Christ. He's going to repeat that thought in 2 Corinthians 4, where he says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants uh, for Jesus' sake. See, the role of the preacher, the role of the apostolic message, the role of the preacher in every generation since then has never been to preach themselves. It's never been to draw attention to them and their ministry and their power, their experiences or whatever they can accomplish. That's an abomination. That's a distortion. That's a perversion. No, what the preacher, what Paul, what the herald has to do is not preach himself, but preach Christ Jesus as Lord. And that was the message of the herald. It was, let me draw your attention to the one that you need to pay attention to. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the light of the world. And what was the goal of the herald's message? Well, in one sense, we could generalize it and say it's to glorify God. What's the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. But we're told specifically... What his goal was, the last part of verse 7, so that through him, that's Christ, all men might believe. Christ is not only the content of the message, he's the object of the message. The object of our faith is Christ Jesus. And the goal of John and every herald is to have people look to Christ and believe in him and have life in his name. It's so that you might believe in him and to have 
all men, that is men and women from every language, people, nation, and tongue, that all might come to know Christ and believe in him. That was the, the work of the herald, the character of the herald in, in his work. But John wasn't the only herald. There were many other heralds that God sent to declare the coming of his son. And as we look at some of these other heralds, we look at those heralds that came on the scene before Jesus was here. One of the heralds that we've already referred to in our service is Isaiah. Besides the passage we read from Isaiah 9, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Isaiah is heralding the coming of Christ so that we could look, the people of God would look ahead and see and be able to recognize that Messiah when he came. Uh, another of his important passages is Isaiah seven fourteen. Uh, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and you are to call him Emmanuel. Isaiah is a herald. And he had other parts to his message, but the main point, the key point of his messages was to point ahead to Christ and to get people's, the people of God's view forward to Christ. We have Micah as another one of the heralds of the Old Testament of Christ coming in his prophecy. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. You have Micah, a herald of the coming of Christ, not his, the place where he would be born, and some of his, uh, his character as the shepherd of his flock. Well, as soon as before John, as soon as Jesus came into this world, as soon as he was born... God sent heralds to announce his arrival. Uh, we have the shepherds who were gathered in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So on the very day Jesus is born, you have this, this herald of the angel, and then the many angels that joined with him, declaring the glory of the Lord. Uh, so we, that predates John as well. This herald, uh, God is sending these people to announce it. And then he sends us John. As the Old Testament describes him, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. But God's heralds didn't end with John. Uh, after his ascension to heaven, he sends 
heralds generation after generation after generation. Turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 13 for just a few moments. John heralds the coming of Jesus in his ministry, but now that Jesus has died, been buried, rose again, ascended and resurrected and ascended to the right hand of God, God continues to send heralds in the ministry of the apostles and the preaching of the word. So in Romans 10, verse 13, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the goal of the herald. But how can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So Christ sends continuing heralds in every generation, in every time and place. He sends heralds who are declaring uh, that Christ has come so that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And so the question for you and I, as we reflect on all this and think about it, is have we heard the heralds that God has sent? Have we understood that Jesus Christ is the light of the world and in his light we have life? Do we call on the name of the Lord? Do we believe in him and rest in him? And the calling to you and to me is that we embrace this one that God so faithfully sent heralds to declare that our hope might be found in him. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for the great wonder of your love in sending your son. We thank you for these faithful heralds that you sent to tell us he was coming, to tell us he was here, and now to proclaim the work that he accomplished. We pray, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would give us all hearts that, uh, ears that hear and hearts that embrace the truth that you have given to us uh, in Christ. And may you, O oh Lord, be richly glorified in all things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.